Topic 14. First Paper of 20th Century Negro Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. 20th Century Negro Literature, Topic 14, First Paper, by Professor B. H. Peterson. Is the Negro as morally depraved as he is reputed to be? Butler Harrison Peterson, the subject of this sketch, is a native of the state of Florida. He was born of slave parents, just in time to be spared the horrible experiences of that slave system which swept over this country with such direful results when the war clouds of the civil war passed over he was sent to an ex-slave for private instruction shortly after the public school system was introduced into the state of florida he entered as a regular attendant three very profitable and successful sessions were spent in these schools soon after entering upon the fourth term his mother moved to another part of the state leaving him in the care of an aunt who loving money rather than education took him out of school and hired him to a law firm as an office boy for a dollar fifty cents per month this lasted for nearly two years he then took a position as a porter in a dry goods store and then a clerkship in a small grocery store owned and controlled by a colored man the reverend william bell during this time mr peterson showed signs of a thirst for knowledge he had now become a member of the baptist church and was actively engaged in sunday school work having attracted the attention of a few friends among them mr john j month an opportunity soon presented itself which mr peterson eagerly seized this opportunity opened the doors of cookman institute jacksonville florida at which place he remained two years mr peterson next found himself for three years a student of the st augustine normal and collegiate institute raleigh north carolina in eighteen eighty three mr peterson entered lincoln university chester county pennsylvania passing successfully through the freshman sophomore junior and senior years he tarried yet three years longer at lincoln taking the full theological course and in eighteen eighty nine returned home to begin work his first position was as principal of the oakland graded school jacksonville florida during the two years spent here he was offered the chair of ancient languages selma university selma alabama 
which he accepted and held for two years to the satisfaction of the president dr c l purse d d and the board of trustees at this time matters over which he had no control so shaped themselves that this very pleasant and profitable work had to be given up in eighteen ninety three mr peterson became the first assistant teacher in the phelps bell bible training school tuskegee normal and industrial institute tuskegee alabama and in connection with this work he is instructor in the normal department of mental and moral science and primary mathematics he is still here at work he is also a pastor of one of the churches of the town of tuskegee and spends a part of his vacations at the summer schools of the hampton normal and industrial institute and the university of chicago in this brief sketch no reference is made to ways or means but only the results are announced the rosebush however has thorns as well as roses the conclusion reached in this discussion will depend in part upon the viewpoint of the observation upon the character of the judges and upon the logic employed in considering any subject it is always best fair and proper to admit freely and fully the well-known facts in the case the book of books which is an infallible code of morals says that there is none good no not one but there is none as depraved as he could be in either direction progression is possible unfortunately immorality is not a stranger to any people and that it is to be found among the negroes should not excite wonder or amazement for it grows out of their previous condition of servitude the horrible system of slavery with its direful effects is still felt to a greater or less degree by the american negro and the ex-slaveholders from the very nature of the case could not make their escape from its awful consequences the market still has fruit from this system there can be little doubt that the arrangement which places one man or any number of men at the entire disposal and control of another subject to his absolute and irresponsible will and power is a system of things not the most favorable to moral excellence whether of the master or the slave the exercise of such authority must from the very nature of the case tend to foster the spirit of pride and arrogance to make a man overbearing and haughty in temper quick and irascible impatient of restraint and contradiction 
the passions of our nature the animal propensities ever ready to assume the mastery and requiring to be kept in check with a firm hand finding now no barriers to their indulgence but those which are self-imposed will be likely to break over those feeble barriers and acquire unrestrained course and domination the tendency of this system to these results in morals so far as the master is concerned is inevitable there may be some honorable exceptions but the tendency is ever the same it must and will be so while human nature is what it is the temptation to the abuse of power over those who cannot or dare not resist to undue severity of punishment where the passions of the master are aroused and there is no one to say what dost thou to the gratification of the baser appetites in their various forms must be too great for ordinary and unaided human virtue the tendency of such a system must ever be not to progressive self-refinement and moral culture but to barbarism we should expect to find in connection with such a civil polity a state of society of religion and morals somewhat peculiar acts of violence and barbarity not infrequent the street affray the duel the murderous assault the unrestrained indulgence of the animal appetites it would be quite natural and reasonable under such a state of affairs to expect this and such unless all history and experience be false we find the world over to be the general state and tendency of things wherever the system of slavery prevails nor is the effect on the morals of the slave more favorable on the contrary it is even more disastrous in proportion as the feeling of self-respect and self-dependence is taken away and a man is taught to look upon himself as merely the tool in the hands of another the instrument of another's will and pleasure without responsibility of his own just in that proportion the foundation of moral character is undermined nothing can be more demoralizing in its effect upon the character strip a man of all that constitutes manhood of all self-reliance and self-respect of all the rights which nature has conferred upon him and all the faculties with which god has endowed him take away from him all control and disposal of himself all ownership of himself and all that can stimulate to activity and incite to noble attainment and excellence is gone at once he sinks down to the level of the brute
what inducement is there for him to hope or strive for anything further or better than his present lot and enjoyment which the moment may bring with it he becomes as a matter of course improvident and reckless content with the gratification so far as may be of his merely animal appetites indolent for why should he be otherwise deceptive and dishonest for what motive has he to be honest he is governed only by fear of the lash with little thought of anything future with little knowledge of that hereafter whence are derived the most powerful motives to present virtue his mind is shrouded in ignorance his moral nature almost wholly uncultivated his condition is little above that of the beast with whom he toils and with whom he perishes as in the case of the master so in the case of the slave some will rise above the influence that surround and drag them down and in spite of all these depressing and demoralizing influences will maintain their integrity but such is not the rule such is not the tendency of the system no one who has either reflected on the matter or observed the actual working of the system can honestly suppose that it is it is a notorious fact that as a general rule wherever the system exists the slave is indolent deceptive dishonest improvident not to be trusted away from the eyes of honest people such a system having a growth of two hundred and fifty years would it be reasonable to expect that thirty-five years could eradicate entirely the work done during the two hundred and fifty years while this is all true can any one with so many facts and figures all about him entertain a doubt as to the negro's progress along all lines of human activity and toll the negro has either advanced morally and religiously or the proud anglo-saxon's standard of morals and religion is a hopeless failure considering the depths from which he came the fact that he has come at all or any part of the way shows at least some progress a journey through this country especially the south the home of the negroes and an inspection of the homes and surroundings and coming into near contact with them will serve to change a great many baseless and unfair criticisms found afloat among a certain class of people of whom mr william hannibal thomas book entitled the american negro is the mouthpiece one room log huts dirty floor the home of the negro for large families during the period when slavery existed are giving away 
to neat little cottages, sometimes two-story buildings with rooms, furniture, and surroundings sufficient to make each member of the family comfortable and secluded enough to avoid the temptation to immoral conduct. And these homes, together with lands attached, in great many cases, are owned by the colored people whose morals are called in question. Some of the most fashionable weddings of the day are celebrated among the Negroes. Births out of wedlock, the plurality of wives and divorced cases, have decreased among the Negroes sixty-five per cent. Womanhood, virtue, and honor are defended at any cost, at a proper time and place. The Negro got the idea embedded in him during his servitude that religion and morality, like the Jews and Samaritans, had no dealings with each other. Today, this idea has lost its power and influence. The professors of religion and leaders of the people stand first and foremost with the people and are expected to take the lead in all matters of reform. The church property owned and controlled by the Negro tells its own story. The Sermon on the Mount is taking a hold of the negro as never before if i should offer an adverse criticism on the negro's religion it would be that as he understands it he has a surplus of religion but he is surely grasping the idea that god is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth there are to be found among the negroes those whose words are as good as gold the true significance of morality is being better understood and practiced by the negro the newspaper gossip and sophistical reasoning to the effect that some negroes have been apprehended for immoral conduct and therefore all negroes are immoral would astonish all creation if applied to the white race let us be fair and try the negro by the same logic that the white man is tried by a very sure and hopeful sign is the fact that the negro is ashamed of any immoral conduct which he hears has been committed by any member of his race. The mere desire of better things is indicative of a better state of affairs. A straw often shows which way the wind is blowing. It is a historical fact that any race which has been subdued and ruled over by another race will imbibe, imitate, and copy after the dominant race and especially is this true if the conquered race live in and among the conquering race it follows then that if the negro is wholly immoral 
his white neighbor needs to move a pace in the moral world other causes might have been assigned accounting for the negro's previous immorality but slavery comprehends them all but for the sake of emphasis in showing the contrast let us note the following granting that the negro as a mass is ignorant is he as ignorant as he was if he is then in what light shall we regard the philanthropists of this country north and south who have done and are doing so much for the negro's elevation the public school system so well organized and maintained throughout this country and patronized so largely by the negro youth either means the negro's advancement morally or a lack of wisdom on the part of those who administer the nation's affairs i realize that a people could advance intellectually without advancing morally at the same time but such is not possible in this country where the bible is made the basis of our education a mere reference to this topic is all that is needed the negro is poverty-stricken this needs no demonstration but is he as poor as he has been the banks county records and business enterprises of the country are living witness to the negro's advancement along this line how could a man wholly depraved come into such relationship with a moral man and get along so well how can two walk together except as they be a breed ask the faithful prophet the time was when the negro could not take out a policy in a life insurance company because he was regarded immoral and would soon die out and bring the company under obligation to his estate to-day the negro can hold a policy in almost any insurance company of whatever nature it may be this is a case where the negro's advancement in morals is admitted and he himself not a judge of the case negro lawyers consult with white lawyers negro doctors consult with white doctors negro teachers consult with white teachers negro preachers consult with white preachers negro workmen of whatever kind confer with the whites of like occupation and sometimes the process is reversed the white mechanics go to the negro mechanics for counsel in all of this the negro's upward march is admitted and there is no advancement worthy of the name of advancement that does not include moral strength worth and improvement we hail with joy the rapidly approaching time under the sunlight of civilization and christianity when the color of the skin and the texture of the hair will not be badges of reproach 
humiliation, degradation, and contempt. True merit will yet be the worth of the man under the wise and just government of a beneficent God and Father, who, of one blood, made all nations for to dwell upon the face of all the earth. The poet Burns labored under no misapprehension when he wrote the following lines. Is there for honest poverty, while hangs his head and all that? The coward slave, we pass him by, we dare be poor for all that. For all that and all that, our toils obscure and all that. The rank is but the guinea's stamp, the man's the gout for all that. What, though on homely fare we dine, where pardon pray and all that, gave fools their silks and knaves their wine, a man's a man for all that, for all that and all that, their tinsel show and all that, the honest man, though e'er set poor, is king of men for all that, a prince can make a belted knight, a marquis duke and all that, but an honest man's a boon his might, good faith he mounteth for that, for all that, and all that, their dignities and all that, the pith of sense and pride of worth, are higher ranks than all that. Then let us pray that come it may, and come it will, for all that, that sense and worth o'er all the earth may bend the gree and all that, for all that and all that, it's coming yet, for all that, when man to man the world o'er shall brothers be, for all that. End of topic 14, first paper.